0: Hello and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast that deals with the intricacies of planning worship with and for your faith community. I'm Derek Weber, Director of Preaching Ministries at Discipleship Ministries, the general agency of the United Methodist Church located in Music City in Asheville, Tennessee. And during this time of transition from virtual to in-person and hybrid worship, the worship team has endeavored to provide conversations that inspire worship teams and leaders to seize this moment and realize the opportunities before the church, finding ways to help those worshiping with us to re-engage and shape the church we are becoming. Today, I'm excited to have with me as my special guests, Connie Florence and Kevin Medill. Connie is a North Carolina native and an award-winning vocalist, actor, published songwriter, and teaching artist. She has toured on and off Broadway, has released two studio albums, created several biographical music presentations for Nashville Jazz Workshop's popular series, Jazz on the Move, and has received honors as esteemed Southern artist in 2007 from Southern Artistry and the Tennessee Arts Commission. Connie has featured on more than 27 available recordings and is an often headlined vocalist for concert series, jazz festivals, and special events. Kevin Medill, an Indiana native, which means he's a fellow Hoosier, so I'm excited about that, is a versatile studio musician, producer, programmer, arranger, and music director. He has played on, produced, and conducted over 3,000 recordings and 2,000 live shows, supporting a long roster of artists that includes Leon Russell, The Temptation, Smokey Robinson, and countless others. As music director, Kevin has led productions with Nashville Children's Theater, Tennessee Repertory and Theater Craft. Kevin serves as director of music for Edgehill United Methodist Church and as an ensemble leader pianist for Vespers and All That Jazz at Scarrett Bennett Center. So welcome, Kevin and Connie. Thank you for being with us today. And how are you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourselves and, and your journey that brought you here today. Other other than what you just said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is there anything <laughs> left?
1: I, I'm, I'm, I don't think so. Well, uh, thank
2: you so much for having us. Yeah. It's, it's lovely to be on.
1: And I need to tell everybody a couple of things. One is, if you're in the Nashville area on a, any particular Sunday evening, Derek is... is an incredibly fine reader of, of what would you call that? What do we do? It, what do we do at vespers? <laughs> well, what would you call that reading? Yeah, it's it's
0: a worship script liturgy and yeah and commentary, sprinkled with music that you you and your group do. Yeah, and Derek is one of our our, our readers and there and and
1: uh, an exceptional exceptional reader. Uh, we always look forward
0: to, to the weeks that you're there. Well, I appreciate that. I enjoy doing it. Uh, we do it, my wife and I do it about once a month there at Scarrett and really enjoy it. I, I watch some of them online when yeah. I'm not doing it. It's, it's quite a thing. And, and so I brought you on to talk about this thing you do called On The Rise. Mm-hmm. And you call it a jazz Vespers experience. So is it connected to what we do there at Skerritt or is it something completely different? Tell us a little bit about this.
2: Well, it's not really connected but it is inspired. We opened our music ministry many years ago and did a presentation called Crossing the Divide. And when I started becoming a reader at Scarrett Bennett for the Vesper services, I realized that our structure and the Vesper service structure were very much the same. So when we started talking about doing On the Rise, I thought it was better because the scripts at Scarrett Bennett, the, the worship service scripts, are so beautifully written, mm-hmm. so well thought out, mm-hmm. and they have so, such a wide variety of poetry and prose and scriptural message and thoughtfulness.
1: And contemporary writings. And
2: contemporary writings. Our Crossing the Divide message was me telling personal stories and community stories. I just thought it would be, it would have a wider reach if we just took some of the scripts that had already been developed by Skerritt mm-hmm. and restructured them a little bit. Okay. So the structure is very much the same in terms of it being readings and music. And I actually did get permission from Skerritt Bennett to use a script or two that suited our conversation need. And make some mild modifications to it, mm-hmm. and I got that permission. So they are similar but not connected. So
0: tell me how how does someone access you in a sense, or or what do you bring a program to their local church, or do you invite people to come to where you are? How does the on the rise experience happen? No, we have to to go to you. Okay.
2: Yeah, we're mobile. We come we're to where you are. We're
1: extremely mobile.
2: We come to where you are as long as there is a piano there and something to be sure that the music can be heard, some people to take it in. That's all we need.
0: And is it just the two of you that do this, or do you have other folks in your band? Or No, it is. It, it, we've, we've streamlined, I think, when we did some other things.
1: We did Crossing the Divide. We did something called Come Together. That was with bands, sometimes a small choir, Guest speakers. This is just the two of us. Okay. We just we can. I think we can serve
0: a lot better that way. If sure. it's just it was just the two of us. So is it is it a set program that you're going to do the same everywhere every time you go, or do you adapt things or add in things, or how how does that work? That's a good question.
1: We have a a set program that we can kind of tailor to kind of where we're going. I'm going to kind of back up and, and give another side to Connie's earlier answer and say that crossing the divide that the program she mentioned earlier was focused on racial healing. Mm-hmm. So those of you who can't see us, which is all of you, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're an interracial couple. I'm white. She's black. And, I think no matter where we go and what we're doing, that's going to kind of be, you know, noticeable. um,
3: (laughs) Unless you're blind.
1: Right. So on the rise, what we're doing now is, is going to be particularly maybe tailored, I guess is a good enough word to where we're going and, and maybe what's going on with that church or what, you know, what they're doing. But racial healing is still kind of our thing. And, it's gonna be a big part of it.
0: That's that's excellent and, and sorely needed today.
2: Yeah, so the short answer to your question, Derek, was yes and yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank yes. you for not giving me the short answer all the time, Connor. Kind of. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're trying to fill in a little time and talk to one trying another. To
2: fill in a little yeah. time, okay.
0: <laughs> well, one thing I was interested in is when I when I was reaching out to contact you, you have an email for this event. Yes. And the, and it is better world on the rise at gmail dot com. So so you've right. added in the better world on the rise to that. Yes. So where does that come from? And and would we in the Christian church call it kingdom vision that uh, you're aiming yes. for? Or or how do you describe that better world yes. that
1: you're aiming for? That's forward? that's a word that Edge Hill uses a lot. And I I actually promised the congregation the other day I would at least mention how great a church Edge Hill is, which it is. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And the pastor said, uh, uh, John Feldhacker said that I would probably be spending most of my time on this podcast talking about how great Edgel was. <laughs> but <I'm just>
3: gonna,
1: <laughs> I'll make that mention now. It is, good. it is a great church But yes, we use that word a lot there. And that, that's a good word to, to describe it because there are some things in our world, especially with racial healing, that have actually gotten better. Uh, we still got a long way to go, but. Does that help answer your question?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it helps us envision something that you're trying to create a a wider vision of what the world could be. Could you know, be yes. celebrating that and moving us toward that
3: a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yes, that that's the goal. As an interracial couple, we actually do what the rest of the nation can't seem to do, which is talk about the issue.
3: Mm-hmm. We
2: talk yes. about it a lot. We pull it apart and. I think one of the reasons that we're still having such a problem as a nation is because we're still having the national conversation on race in our private racial pockets. White white people are talking about it over here. Black people are talking about it over here. And that there's the cross-conversation is the only way that any healing is going to happen. So one of the things that we're hoping is that our presentation will help inspire conversation in the communities where we go. Mm-hmm. and, and we
1: we found out that music is a great conductor of that particular energy
2: it really helps take the, yeah. the music, music takes the edge off of the scariness of the conversation mm-hmm. and also music speaks to the heart of the individual so we have pulled songs that we hope will be meaningful to the listeners, they're definitely great songs and as Kevin said earlier we're trying to keep Okay, we do have a set, we have a set thing, Mm -hmm. but we are, because it's jazz, and the base of jazz is improvisation, Right. so we are leaving ourselves free to improvise musically in response to the audiences where we are. For example, if we were in a church where the congregation was a little younger, some of our music might be jazz arrangements of familiar pop tunes.
0: Uh Mm -hmm.
2: If we're in a really old tradition, older traditional congregation, our music might be a little more directed towards hymns. Okay. And there are a lot of songs in the jazz genre that present beautiful messages. And the other thing is, jazz in and of itself is a spiritual music. Mm. The music of jazz actually came up from the spirituals of the slaves. So just in terms of being a music that can and does inspire thought, mm-hmm. regardless of the spoken message that it's connected to, we're definitely hoping that our music does that, inspires thought.
0: Well, speaking of that, you sent me one of the songs. Is this a song that you would use in the program on the rise? This is a song that we would probably use every single program we do. Okay.
2: Yes. It's a song that was written by a friend of Kevin's that I quickly adopted as ours because I think it's a beautiful song. And it speaks to something that we all experience moving through life, which is, you know, kind of being out on the edge of, I don't know.
0: Well, let's take a moment and listen to this song. Uh, and then we're going to I'm going to ask you to unpack it a little bit once we're done but let's let's listen in
3: Seems there's no way out, the point of no return. You're up against the wall, on the edge about to fall. Remember, through it all, there's something to be learned. When the questions outweigh the answers, all that you need to know. When something is blocking the doorway God opens a window From here The next step's so Unclear There's no need To fear It's right before your eyes Troubles weigh you down They're To keep you bound Stand on solid ground Take one day at a time the questions outweigh the answers, all that you need to know, when something is blocking the doorway, God opens a window. When the questions outweigh the answers, all that you need to know, when something is blocking the doorway, God. Opened a window. God opens a window.
0: Mm -hmm. So God opens a window. Finds a way when there is no way. Is that is that the message that you're getting from that? And tell us about your experience in, in singing that song and playing that song, Kevin. Wow. I'm gonna have to think about
1: that
2: answer for a minute. <laughs> okay.
1: Because I mean that, that answer kind of goes a little bit someplace someplace else for me. Won't you?
2: God can't make a way out of no way when you think all the doors are closed. God Suddenly hands you another way to handle it. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that in our society, that is one of the things, one of the things that is keeping us from being able to cross these boundaries and Mm -hmm. heal collectively is a sense of being locked down in shame and not knowing how to do the next thing or do the next right thing. And I think that's what the song speaks to for me.
0: I, I was interested in, in the image, you know, God opens a window. And, and so my question to you, and, and we can sometimes make too much of a metaphor, I understand, but mm-hmm. is, are we asking, <laughs> are we just seeing something new through the window? Or are you asking us to climb out a window? <laughs> it seems a riskier way to go. You know, oh. Sometimes God's way is asking for, for me to oh. take a risk. Yeah, jump out a window yeah. that I wouldn't normally. Is that yes? Is yeah, that what you hear in that, and and that
1: it may not be a door, right? It may be smaller than a door. Mm. the The opportunity, the silver lining, or whatever you want to call it, may not be a, a gaping door to to run through. It may just be a small
0: window to trust. Yeah, I think part of the underlying message is that is that effort is involved here. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes, effort is involved, but for for me, the overriding message is the trust.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have lost so much trust in this culture, even over my lifetime you know i mean i've I've been alive more than half a century, but not much more
3: <laughs>
2: and in a little more than half a century, I have in my perception of us, mm-hmm. gone from oh, this is groovy. We're building trust. We're building community. We are moving forward, and things are getting better. To oh my God, we are going backwards so fast. Mm-hmm. I can't see straight. We don't trust. You know, I. It, it's been such a complete turnaround for me in my perception of us and how we deal with the things that God has asked us to do, it's its mind-boggling to me.
0: When, when you say us, Connie, do you mean us, the church, us, our nation, us, the world? Who are yes. you including in that? All yes. of the
2: above. <laughs> All of the above. But largely yes. us, the church. You don't really want me to get off too deep on my conversations about the church because they will take us off the rail. Um, <laughs> I promise.
0: Uh, sometimes we need to go up. Sometimes we need to go through that window. <laughs> we need to go through yes. that window. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the window, yeah.
0: Off the rail is right through that window. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly.
2: Right through that window.
0: So what gives you hope? What what enables you to keep doing this, even as you say what you see is is a decline or a regression, um, and and some of the stuff we thought we were past were not past anymore. So what gives you hope and enables you to keep singing these songs and giving this message?
2: I'm still asking myself if I actually have hope, Derek. I think what I have more than hope right now is a sense of persistence. Mm. I'm a pretty tenacious individual, and I do know that God gave me uh, an assignment. Uh When I was eight years old, I got my assignment, and really? I'm still I'm still working on my assignment. Okay. Yes. Well, maybe I assigned it to myself. I don't know. It's awfully huge, but it was the day that Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm. You know, they let us all out of school because it was a dramatic event, and they were expecting problems in our nation. I came home and found my mother draped in a sobbing heap over the ironing board. And I said, you know, I knew what had just happened because they announced it. And I said, what's wrong? And her words to me at eight years old was, they've killed him. All hope is lost, baby. And in that moment, I thought, oh, no, it can't be. I'm only eight. Sorry. (laughs) All hope cannot be lost. I just got started. And I said, don't worry, mommy, I'll fix it. Now, that is the naivete of a child.
0: Well, yeah.
2: But across my lifetime, it really has been a passion of mine to try to sit and talk with people so that these racial issues can potentially get healed. Mm. You know? Uh Because if we're not talking to each other, we're either talking at each other or about each other, Mm -hmm. neither of which works.
0: Amen. Amen. So I'm
2: not sure I have. I don't know if I have any hope. I have a lot of persistence. I'm still working my assignment.
0: Well, I work with preachers. That's my, my job mm-hmm. with Discipleship Ministries as Director of Preaching Ministries, and I work with preachers. And we spend a lot of time talking about call.
3: Yeah. And it is mm-hmm. that
0: our call that keeps us on track. And yeah. sometimes when we've lost a sense of hope. hmm it's our call that keeps us going. That's what you're talking about. So yes. I, I invite you here because I see you both as preachers, and and Thank you're you. proclaiming you the word in yes. in your unique and powerful way. And so you're affirming that by saying it. It is your call. Yes, you received it eight years old. You know, okay. I love hearing stories of, of call because sometimes they're as much a part of the individual as yours is. You know that that you've yeah. been hanging sure. on to that since you were eight years old. I have,
2: and it's and it's very powerful within me, you know. And uh-huh. I have not tried to dodge it, and if I try, I can't. So okay. I just kind of stick with my call. Millie, you need to hush. <laughs> Good afternoon, Nashville. Meet our dog, Millie.
3: Well. <laughs> <So I> can...
0: <laughs> Kevin, do you feel dragged along in Connie's wake? <laughs> or are you a part of this too? Yeah, that that's
1: a bit of a you know, there is the Mr. Connie Florence yeah. part of it, but as far as the call goes, I I had to be told that I had a call by, you know, a few different people before I I I guess before I ever believed it. I didn't grow up in in a church. So I'm learning all this. I'm I'm still learning the culture as I go. Grew up in a in a family that that said grace before dinner, went to church a couple of times a year, if that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was raised I was raised with the concept of the teachings of Jesus. We just didn't go to church. So when I started going to church with Connie because she wanted to go to church, which was great, I ended up playing in the churches and the people that. At, at, at these churches, so you need to be doing this, and I basically said, "Why?" And they <laughs> said, "Well, because you need to be doing this." Yeah. And I respected these people, so I I believe eventually believed them. And mm-hmm. so now that I'm I'm doing this, I can kind of I, I see I see the point I see I see the call.
2: And we've both we've both been called to music, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. God put us together. Our music works well together. It's it's very spiritual between us. Mm-hmm. We don't really have to talk a lot about it. It just kind of happens. And with the fact that people are responsive to our music, as well as the fact that, you know, there's a call in me to try to help fix a, a problem, mm-hmm. I think it... it just sort of worked out great. That's that one of those windows that got open.
0: Well, so so tell me about the experience, the Jazz Vespers experience. What what are you hoping happens in those who come to be in that experience with you to listen? What are you trying to accomplish in in that time that you spend with them?
3: Well,
2: the only thing that we really can accomplish is to try to touch people's hearts. Hopefully the combination of the music and the message, which will hopefully lead into community conversations, Mm -hmm. if it goes in its fullness at that level, hoping that people will come to some new awarenesses about themselves, Mm -hmm. about the way they think or the way they feel. Our hidden biases are killing us. Mm -hmm. We're starting to have them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's right. mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and those sorts of things. Music is a great conversation starter because it does tend to break down people's walls and make them feel more comfortable in expressing themselves because something has just been offered to them at the spiritual level mm-hmm. they may not be able to communicate about.
0: You both have a, a, a great experience in music and performing and so I know that you are well-versed on the rapport between performer, singer, musician, and, and audience. Mm-hmm. What gives you the sign that you've gotten through? What kinds of things are happening oh. either during the moment or afterwards? What are you looking for as, as a sign that said we've made a connection at least? It, with me, it's,
1: it's, it's unspoken. It's, it's a vibe mm-hmm. But to me it's just plain as day. A great example is when a congregation stands up to sing a hymn. Just spontaneous, you mean? Or you invite them? Well, it's either spontaneous or, or planned. Okay. The moment, in my opinion, my theory is the moment of unity and togetherness comes with the singing of notes, mm-hmm. not so much the lyrics. The lyrics are great, they're fine. But it's everybody singing the same pitches or harmonic pitches together that, that defines the moment and goes without saying it's universal. You can speak different languages and still experience okay. the same thing. And it's such, to me, such an important part of any worship experience that people get that moment I guess together
2: A friend of mine said something to me not so long ago that has really stuck with me and I think for me it's part of what I'm looking for let me see if I can get it right. He said these days we are so meaning churches because he's a pastor too
0: okay
2: We are so focused on the worship experience. That we have forgotten how to experience the worship
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: and that's what I'm hoping. you know when i'm I'm really comfortable in front of an audience. It's kind of where I live. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking for when I'm connecting with an audience, I see faces change. Mm-hmm. I see what people come in with on their faces. Maybe they come in a little with a little bit of trepidation, or maybe they just had a really bad day and they don't actually want to be there, but they're there anyway. There's those folks.
3: And
1: then they're glad they came. Right,
2: and then they're glad they came by the time it's over. I see faces change as the music goes by. You know, I go blah, 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 and say something about kindness and Mm
3: -hmm. can
2: we work towards getting a better world on the rise since we've got gun violence on the rise. Mm -hmm. We've got all this other stuff on the rise. And I look for the changes in people's spirit that happens in their eyes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what has happened. I just know that something has. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. Well, sometimes I know what has happened is that they have let go of their negative whatever they came in with and sat down in a moment of joy or peace. Mm -hmm. That becomes pretty clear.
1: Uh, there's there's something that we say to each other a lot about about this. It's no it's it's no secret that when we go do this, we're preaching to the choir.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But sometimes the choir needs a pep talk. <laughs> That's right. The choir gets tired sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. You have to remind the choir yeah. to sing louder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe at some point we will get some other persons that aren't necessarily the choir and do some real mind-changing. I don't think we're changing people's minds so much as possibly motivating them to do something differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Another story, our music ministry overall title is Crossing the Divide because that's we are so divided in this nation
3: Mm
2: -hmm. in many ways. So our ministry is called Crossing the Divide. The presentation is called On the Rise. Well, when we started Crossing the Divide, One of the young ladies that was on, we had a little mini board. It wasn't a not-for-profit exactly, but we had a board. One of the young ladies, just because we were engaging in so much conversation about racial healing, was able to make a conscious choice one day not to cross the street because she was um, in a majority black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Someone who looked like they might be homeless was coming towards her on the same side of the sidewalk. And most people's inclination would be to cross the sidewalk before they interact. She was able to make the choice to stay on the sidewalk and say hello to that woman, and possibly make a difference in that woman's life. Mm
3: -hmm. It's
2: that kind of little stuff that we don't don't pay attention to, we don't acknowledge. And I'm hoping that On the Rise will bring some of that stuff a Little more to our focus.
0: Well, it's a way of shoring us up for those little little actions, little thoughts, little reactions that, that help us enough.
2: Little yeah. actions, yeah. Little actions, little thoughts,
0: yeah. yeah. And hopefully, maybe people will find
1: a, a new direction to move forward. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're handing out Change large, doses, large doses of vitamin K. Yeah. <laughs> For kindness. For kindness. Excellent. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate you spending some time with me here today in recording all of this. But before we before we wrap up, tell us again how to get in touch with you and and what folks need in order to to schedule you and bring you into their setting. Okay. Well, it's pretty easy to remember if you can remember the whole
1: thing's drawn together. It's Better World on the Rise at Gmail dot com. The Facebook page is called Take a Guess better world on the rise okay and that's that's what we have at the moment this is still eh, fairly in the beginning stages of this particular jazz vespers experience but that's where to get a hold of us
0: okay
2: and we can all we need to come to you is an address (laughs) and for your church or space to have a well-tuned piano and the sound yeah. system.
0: Okay. We need right. we need
2: no more than that. And and people to bring a message to. That's always right. helpful. Yeah. You know, yeah. doing this in an empty room is like, eh. <laughs> yeah. But we, we are trying to engage people in the conversations about how to be more Christlike in a way that has them out from under their regular rudimentary structures of, I go here on Sunday at this time, and we do this first, and we do this last, and it goes mm-hmm. like this and no that doesn't mm-hmm. go there. I think those things are really killing our Christian experience, our Christian worship experience. Right. So, we're getting people out for them.
0: So you could come in as a as a worship service on a Sunday morning or yes. a special event on the evening or or something like that. Yes, excellent.
2: Yes. You know, the word vespers means evening service. Yeah.
0: Right. It does. This might be a good time to mention
1: that I use the Discipleship Ministries website to help plan the music of our service every week. Well, I appreciate that plug, Kevin. Thank
2: <laughs> you. Every <much. laughs> week. Anyway, so yes, we could come in as a Sunday morning service. We could come okay. in as no. an afternoon event or an evening event, a special event for the church, something new to do, a fellowship event, anything the church wants to utilize it for. It is wonderful for a fellowship event. Yes. To get a little concert message and let's have some, (laughs) let's have some cookies and punch and talk.
0: Sounds perfect. Sounds like a great evening. I'd love to love to be a part of that. We will put those links in the description of the podcast.
2: Fantastic.
0: And hopefully people will will look you up and and at least carry on the conversation for how to engage in this experience. Connie Florence and Kevin McDill, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for
1: having us, Sarah.
0: And for you who are listening, thank you for joining us. We hope it's been helpful to you. And remember, you can always find more information about this Jazz Vespers experience and lots of other worship resources on our website at umcdiscipleship.org. So until next time, we will be praying for and with you and your congregation. So may God continue to bless your worship ministry as you make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an
1: agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.